Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new edition of EKN Face to Face. My name is Rob Howden, the editor-in-chief and publisher of eCardiNews.com. And joining me over there, I got it, uh, David Cole, our managing editor, fresh back from vacation. David, you're looking good. Look, at, You got a little sun. You were on the beach. You were on the golf course. I like it. Looking good. Yeah, I won't show you the rest of the tan. You know, I'll, I'll save our viewers that uh, and my embarrassment. So, Appreciate that, David. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was a, a, a good uh, week away from the laptop. So, you know, every once in a while, you kind of got to do that kind of refresh and re, re not really a refresh. Cause you know, again, I was with my two kids and wife and <laughs> in-laws, so it's a busy, busy week, but, um, it's a good, good break from the computer wise. Yeah. Uh, and, and from the, the computer, from, yeah, the from the computer, from the computer. because yeah. literally, as you know, folks, we get the notifications on our phone. Dave, so I don't, he didn't put no notifications on. I literally went up one day to start put, putting some, sharing some content to Instagram and I'm looking, I'm like, it's already, what? what? You can't, you, you can't even stop working when you're on the beach. Well, it's, <laughs> it, it was rainy one day. So I'm like, well, what are, you know, oh, I'm getting notifications. I might as well share it because I don't, you know, I don't know if you're getting them or if Nate yeah, yeah. Dean, our, our new editorial assistant, if he's getting them, you know, I so I, we never really worked out the Instagram <laughs> thing before I left. I'm just like, well, I might as well. I'm doing nothing right now. So, or sleeping in till 10, you know, that was always, you know, that was, nice. I was, I was on the West coast as well. So it was super early in the morning, right. all that stuff rolled in. Although I was getting up early to make sure I was on top of it. Good to have you back, David. Uh, this edition of face to face, uh, one of our favorites every year, we get a chance to talk to Roger Ruthart from the rock Island Grand Prix. It's an event that I, uh, over the first 20 years really of my career went to my 1997, I think was the first one I went to when I had, when I was with national cart news. And then when I started Shifter card illustrated, course it being the home of the king of the streets that was kind of a core race that we went to every year and then of course i announced that event for i think 15 years before uh the road to indy decided they were going to use labor day weekend for for an event and, and i ended up getting pulled away you on the other hand david you i think you may have already passed me in terms of attendance at rock island is this the year i wonder uh 2004 so you're at so you're at 18 eight. already this, this is, is my eight well seven oh, you missed one because you can't because well because COVID, we all missed it. You yeah, know? That's true. Uh, so yeah, this will be seven. This should be the seventeenth, if I do my math correct. I'll have to you get the calculator out I later. Think you might have got me on this one now. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know about the Rock Island Grand Prix, shame on you. Number one, <laughs> number two, it is essentially one of the bucket list races to do in karting in North America. Uh, a fantastic event, the Arts and Entertainment District of Rock Island, Illinois, the Quad Cities, right on the Mississippi, with Davenport. Bettendorf and which one am I missing? Moline. 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 That's right. Um, so the four cities right on the uh, at on the Mississippi River, just on the border of Iowa and Illinois. An amazing race downtown. The hotels downtown. There's a bunch of different hotels you can do. Casino, restaurants, whatever it may be. And it's a relatively simple racetrack, six 90 degree corners. Uh, but just the way the race, the the weekend plays out. Tons of track time. David, for you and I, we've raced it many times together. I've been in a shifter, a tag, a 206. It's just one of those fantastic weekends you have to do at least once in your career. Do it while you're younger. I, I will advise that. <laughs> <laughs> Although the old guys do was, really well. Again, you know, it's just, it's just. I was a know, master when I started racing there. I, I, I know, but that's why I'm telling you from experience, it's better to do it younger where you have no fear. That's uh, true. And, and that, that's, you know, again, because you always have to dial back. Uh, the driving just to the, just a tad to exactly. give you that inch uh, space going f from wall to wall to wall, and so that that's always the gamble. <laughs> I mean, really, it, it, you know, you talked about casino. 
it's a gamble. Every corner is a gamble. You go, you got to hit the bumps just right. You got to get the exit points just right. And, and it's six different corners uh, that all have different characteristics, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are five left-hand turns and one right. So you think they're all the same. Well, the bumps are different. The barriers are laid out differently. The, the, the sidewalks are different. Each corner, you know, entry, entry, entry speeds are different, right? Too. Entry speeds are obviously yeah. different as well too. So um, it's, it, it's, it's more, it's not about equipment. It's really about the driver. It's about getting the driver tuned into the actual racetrack itself and being able to, to perform as best as you can without going over that limit. That's it. Exactly. And again, I always talk about the fact that I'm not one of the guys that goes every year or, or didn't, wasn't in the seat a lot. So I always kind of took one turn at a time. I always kind of try to flat turn number three first, then four, and then back it up and kind of go to two, then to, four, to five, because man, it's just, it's a fast racetrack, especially back when I was driving shifters as a 30, what, two year old or 33 year old. That was, uh, that was fun. I, I, in the rain, it was even better. Let's bring Roger Ruthart. He has essentially been the man at the head of this program, the committee that runs the Rock Island Grand Prix since its uh, inception back so many years ago. We'll bring Roger in to join us here. Roger, thank you so much. Great to see your face once again. And I will hey say you, you literally haven't aged at all in the 20 years, to be honest. Maybe a little, <laughs> oh, little, little grayer, but everything looks the same. Yeah, it's um, thanks for saying that, but it's, it's, it's different. Every year gets a little <laughs> bit more challenging, I think. Yeah, I think the other 364 days don't age Roger as much as maybe Rock Island does that weekend, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, again, we obviously you heard us talk about the intro and about how much we love this race. We've been, you know, there so many years. You know, myself or David have been there since 1997. So we're we're 25 years, I think, for ourselves. There were a couple of years you didn't have it. This is the 27th year of the Rock Island Grand Prix. You guys have been really working hard over the last couple of years to keep the, the race interesting for people, right? You've been adding more programs this year, you add in some more stuff as well. Let's just talk a little bit about right now, kind of the, the most recent moves. And that was kind of hooking up with the guys from NKA, uh, Joe Janowski and his uh, crew there with Christian Marsh. That was kind of a move to bring in some more, you know, some more structure, I think, and people to run the race for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. That and um, just knowledge. Part of part of our challenge each year is we sit down in um, like December or January and try and decide what's going to be going on in karting for the next nine months that we need to pay attention to. And it's difficult to do when you're a one, you know, once a year race and you're trying to decide, well, here's what happened last year. What's going to happen this year? Yeah. What classes should we run and what rules are changing and all that? And it, that, that's our biggest challenge. It always has been. So having um, Joe and his crew involved certainly brings a lot more um, knowledge and interest and process and everything else to it, along with everything else they bring. So it's, it's been a real, a real, you know, positive thing for the event. I think it's been positive for NKA. And uh, I don't know, I've, I've known Joe forever, you know. Yeah. The his first winner parents, of the King of the Streets. <laughs> yeah, the first winner of the King of the Streets. And his his dad ran the, you know, was our insurance agent way back when. So, yeah. I mean, he's from Moline. So it's, there's, you know, it, it's not like we're working with somebody we don't know anything about. And he's not afraid to tell us we need to do things different or why don't you try this or don't do that. So it's it's been real positive. I just, you know, it's just, if, if he was closer, I'd just, Give him more stuff to do, you know. 
<laughs> well, an interesting thing about it too. Uh, again, as we said, King of the Streets from 1997 down in Oklahoma, I believe was was the first King of the Streets for Oklahoma, Joe. Yeah. But uh, but you look right now, start the Stars Championship, which which NKA runs. Joe Janowski, Christian March, as I mentioned, their, their Stars Championships really starting to develop. And, and one of the places where it's getting really great numbers is in the shifter car categories. And we're seeing it. I don't want to say it's like a regional program, but it's a lot of drivers that you may not see go to a Scusa Pro Tour race or something like that in the pro shifter class. These guys love running the shifter category and they're getting huge numbers. And I think that bodes well. That Those are the kind of guys you want to have come out and have fun at the King of the Streets, right? Because I'll tell you folks, Rock Island's a badass racetrack for the, with a shifter because you got to carry a lot of corner speed. You're grabbing gears. There's no hairpins. It's easy, a little easier on the body to a certain extent. It's fun to drive. But but uh, Roger, the, the king of the streets has always been one of those core components for the fans of this race. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, from the racer's perspective, I, mean, I don't think we use the bottom gears at all on our track, do we? Except to start, maybe? I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, each, each, you know, you're talking about earlier about the, the track design and things like that. What's different here, I think, is that, it's not a track that you race anywhere else. You know, some of our streets are, are concrete and some of them are asphalt. Some of them have a crown to them and some of them are flat. Some of them have tree are tree lined and in the shade all day and other parts are in the sun all day. It's very true. And yeah. then you have, you have the whole issue that when we start, there's no rubber on the track. So every no. time you go out there, there's more rubber than last time you're out there. So yeah. that, that changes throughout the weekend too. So it's, it's it's a little different to get used to, but it's in its own way, it's just as challenging as as being on a regular car track. Do you think uh, you talked about classes and kind of trying to gauge what the first nine months of the year are going to do? Do you think the insertion of Briggs and Stratton 206 program, do you think that's kind of helped set the baseline every year for categories at the Rock Island Grand Prix? Because as we know, as we've seen, uh, you know, Briggs classes are a majority of the of the classes offered at the race. Right. And I and I think honestly, I think that whole Briggs program has been good for karting. It's a lot easier to get into some a sport you don't really understand when you're at a more basic level. Um, I mean, I can tell you stories about guys that showed up here and pulled a shifter cart out of the box and they'd never driven it before. So <laughs> those are the, the fears I have every night, you know. But um, between the uh, the Briggs program, the 206s, and the Ignite, I mean, we we have a good solid um, base of racers and and good a good program for our spectators to see. But then we mix in the other stuff with it: the vintage cards, the shifters, all of that. I mean, everything's a little bit different and unique, and that's part of you know what we try to do here. Because unlike a lot of kart races, we can are just as concerned about what are we doing for the spectators as we are? What are we doing for the racers? And we want them to both leave here just happy as can be and ready to come back in next year. Well, so there's two things I'll bring up right now. The first is spectators. That's one of the things, folks, if you've never raced in front of spectators, this is a cool event. It's a spectator event all the way around the racetrack. There were people, people lined up, lawn chairs, coolers, you name it. They're there to watch you guys race. So it's a really cool atmosphere. And you talk about bringing in different things for the fans, uh, Roger. Let's talk a little bit about, you, you sent some notes to David and I, which I found was interesting. You guys are having a bit of an electric cart exhibition going on. You know, there's been a lot of talk. Obviously, Rotax has their E20 program. There's guys that are working on electric carts around the country and around the world. What do you, what do you guys have going electric-wise for this year? Well, we had a, we had a, company that is converting 
Burrell Cards to Electric, and they wanted they first reached out to us and said, "Well, are we eligible in your open class?" <laughs> well, we haven't run the open class in probably what four or five years, True. Um, because it just never. I mean, it, we had you know maybe two or three engine builders that really liked it, but it, didn't, it never really caught on. So we, you know, we said, "Well, what can we run you with?" And they didn't really know. They said, well, we've we run, we run really fast, but we've never really run against a gas cart. So we said, well, let's plan some kind of exhibition and at least let the spectators and the other racers see what an electric-powered you know, cart is like. So they say it's fast. They say, but it probably only will do 10 laps, maybe less, and we'll have to charge it up again. So it's all new for us. It's all going to be all new for everybody else. But, you know, I think... For the sport of karting, it's it's good to take a look at these things and and say, well, is this part of the future or yeah. is it kind of a kind of not? So we're going to be do, running those on uh, an exhibition race on both Saturday and Sunday. Um, they'll be running practice too, so we'll find out then how fast they can go. And it's good to say, let's get to the lap times. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, may, we'll do, you, do you maybe put find out how fast they are and get them into a class next year? Is it maybe slash? Is it maybe K one hundred slash electric cart? Yeah, I don't know, and we'll <laughs> we'd have to see what what happens, how many there are, how many where they are, if they want to travel here, and all those sort of things. So, I know there are a couple, I think, electric cart leagues or whatever, but none of them have ever pushed us. These guys are out of Chicago, so okay. I'm pretty sure they'll show up. So yeah. it'll it'll just be a really f- fun addition to the event, I think. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. History, success, family. Those are the three words that can describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured carting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation located just outside of Indianapolis has provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers in the near six decades of business. Their online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. From full carting packages, new engines, spare or replacement parts, and safety gear, find it all at CometCartSales.com. Their Comet Racing Engine service has won multiple major events and championships over decades of karting and continues to offer the best trackside service in the industry, specializing in IAMI X30, IAMI Swift, and other two-cycle power plants. Make sure to head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. Ignite Karting utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and the Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional, and national level. Special events for 2022 include the Ignite Majors, featuring events at the Daytona International Speedway, Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Quincy Grand Prix, Newcastle Motorsports Park, and the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the five-round 
regionally-based Ignite Challenge at tracks in Illinois, Ohio, and Missouri. Local club programs have also been established in other states like Idaho, Texas, Nebraska, New York, Florida, and more. Join Margate Racing for some fast, fun, and great memories at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite card packages, including dealers in your area, are available at IgniteCarding.com. Get off the couch and onto the track this year. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about one of the things you guys brought out the uh, last couple of years. We, we talked about the King of the Streets and how it's been around for 20 plus years. Um, that was kind of the focus for shifter car drivers. Well, obviously, the you know, really the core of Rock Island over the many years has been the four cycle and two cycle classes. The local guys run those classes. A lot of times for the shifters, it's guys coming in from outside the core area uh, around Rock Island and the clubs that really support this event. You guys brought up the king of the rock, one for four cycle, one for two cycle. And that's been something I think really big. Michael Dittmer winning last year in the four cycle category and race Liberante winning in the, uh, the two cycle class last year, along with Andrew Bedozo winning king of the streets. All three of those drivers, when we put the article up about, about the king of the rock and king of the streets. They jumped in and said they're coming back to defend race. Liberante wants to win all three. Let's talk about that king of the rock. That was, a, I think, a really stroke of brilliance to kind of give that cool marquee event for the guys in 206 and the guys in two cycle. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's, that's part of, you know, what we, what we offer. Uh, I'll give all the credit for the idea to Joe Janowski who said, you know, you guys got this wonderful program with King of the streets. And I said, well, I don't want to have, you know, three classes called King of the streets because, you know, the, the one that's known is what it is. So we came up with the King of the rock concept. And I think it's, you know, Again, it's some it's something that just is a little bit different and unique at Rock Island. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, uh, let's talk about the trophy itself. We, you hear us call, talk about the Rock, the Rock. Uh, there are some really obviously amazing trophies in our sport. The Duffy being one of them. Uh, that's been around forever with the IKF. Twenty uh, something years, so Roger for 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 winning the Rock. It's a it's a trophy that a lot of people, especially in that area look and say, man, this is a, this is one of that I want. I want in the collection. Let's talk about where did the rock come from anyways? Who kind of who came up with that idea? When did it start and where do you get the rocks from? <laughs> well, we actually have a company that manufactures them for us. Right. Believe that or not. I mean, they, I think they're, they normally do um, pieces for yard, yard. What's the word I want? Yard work, yard, yard landscaping, work landscape. yeah. landscaping, you know, you want a, a special rock in your yard, you know, they'll, they'll do it for you. But the um, the real reality behind the whole thing goes way back, probably, I guess it'd be the early 2000s when Tom Argy was our race director. Yep. And I was having a conversation after the race. I said, well, you know, during the off season, the city's going to come in and they're going to tear up this whole street and repave it. And his, his response was, well, you ought to save chunks of that street and make, make that your trophies and just call it a rock. And that's kind of, you know, where where the idea came from. We didn't actually tear up street pieces and try and make them into trophies. We did something a little neater than that. But, you know, he gets all the credit for the idea. And we did find a local company that, you know, that, that makes them. And I know most people would just, you know, love to have a, some 
uh, just at one rock. And I know there's some people uh, that probably have a whole room full. So like Tony Nielsen, the guy could build like a house. Tony Nielsen, that'd like be he could build a house. He's got so many. <laughs> yeah. Gary Lawson. Gary Lawson well. would be another one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But uh, it, it is a special trophy. It's not like anything else. And, um, you know, people do, you know, really do want to take one home. Yeah. David's been chasing one for a while. So close a couple times, DC. So close. Close. <laughs> close. Let's let's talk about one of the other awards that you guys are doing this year. It's a team of the year program. I mean, probably a track of the year program. Again, so many racers come from around uh, the country, different areas. A lot of times they'll come in packs. We've, we've seen that many times. I remember back in the day when the guys from Minnesota would all come down. The Roe brothers would bring, bring guys down. There were groups that would come from Canada or wherever. Texas, always a big group from Texas. Used to come up to the Rock Island Grand Prix to chase uh, the king of the streets and the other categories as well. This is kind of new. The Rock Island Grand Prix track of the year. So essentially, fill us in a little bit of how this is going to work. But at the end of the weekend depending on how the drivers have worked from each track, one track is going to go away with a banner saying they were the track of the year this year's race. Right. And the, the idea behind it is, um, you know, we, we have this unique collection of racers that are everything from, you know, top shifter cart drivers down to the vintage guys and the 206s and 100 cc's and all that. And, um, we have the best, you know, the best drivers in the country in some cases. And we have some guys that have one race a year that they don't race at their own track. And that's when they come to Rock Island. And so we thought it would be more encouraging to challenge people to come here if they could, if they knew they were coming with pe people from their own track, or even if they're in different classes, they could at least compare notes and maybe they've been here before and somebody else hadn't or whatever. But we, so we set up this this concept where, you know, you have to have at least four drivers in representing your track and then how, you, how you finish in the, in the race, you know, um, first, second, third, whatever gets you points based on how many drivers you have. And then it's divided by the number of drivers and you come up with a number. So, I mean, it's not a, it's not a hard concept to understand. It's just, the idea is to just do something fun and give somebody another challenge that, I mean, even if they have, you know, five guys from their track and they all finish fourth, well, they still might win the banner because they did better than than everybody else. So I like it. And wait, um, once it, once it gets started, it gets rolling, right? Then, right. then somebody's going to come back in next year. We have we got to defend our honor, right? We got to defend this. I like it. Yeah, and for us, I think it, you know, hopefully will help us encourage a few more racers to come here and. Give give everybody you know once they go home with it for a year they got bragging rights and that's and that's good good for a lot in karting, so um, that's just you know something that we added this year right last I heard I think we had about ten tracks that had people entered but they still have to have each one has to have four entries so um, whether or not I mean I know North Texas and GoPro and people like that have drivers that are entered but I don't know if they're going to be able to have you know, four or five drivers to compete with like 61 cartway and concept haulers and places like that. We'll just yeah. have to see when the registration dust settles. So one of the big things, obviously, that, that Rock Island had to deal with, like so many races, uh, was the, the COVID pandemic. And I know it 
because obviously we, we mentioned earlier that this race is held down in the Rock Island Arts and Entertainment District. So essentially where they are with the hotel right downtown, all the restaurants, the bars, this is, has always been kind of the lifeblood of the event was the concerts on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights uh, down in, in the district, which we have all had a ton of fun at over the last couple of decades. Things are starting to come back, which is fantastic. And Roger, we talked before we came on here, you're talking a little bit about the fact that the restaurants are opening back up. People are coming back down a lot more tourism kind of stepping up as well, particularly in the sports area with, uh, you know, baseball teams, that kind of thing, tournaments coming back into town, your local sports teams as well. Uh, obviously racing, uh, a big part of sports itself, motorsports. Uh, I see this, and I'm sure you do, as, as a big positive, seeing that this, this whole sports aspect of Rock Island kind of getting rejuvenated once again, right, fueled back up. That probably speaks well for what we're going to see this Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. We we. We've, we're seeing a lot of things happening downtown that we haven't seen for years. And as a race promoter, it's not all particularly exciting, but, you know, we have some big construction projects that are near the track and some road projects. Um, some, we have, uh, like I said, we have, we're getting more vendors back for the weekend. We're going to have nightly concerts. I think it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, okay. um, which are all things that, you know, the, the people look forward to when they come here that you stay at the hotel and you can walk up. I mean, you can stumble home from the concert or stumble home from the working on your car till two. What are you in the talking? What are you talking Either about? One. Stumble? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nightlife is a big part of Rock Island, folks. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a, that's David, you, we, we've had a great time with the last number of years. That's really what it's about. It's so close. And you're literally at the hotel. You walk, as, as Roger said, you walk out, it's a block, block and a half into the paddock area. It's like the being at the Supernats. It's a lot. It's a shorter walk from your hotel to your cart than is the Supernats from your hotel. Yeah, that to your cart. Yeah, the that's that's the part. It's the eight a.m. you know drivers meeting that Terry Riggins provides with for <laughs> us. That, that you know you barely get there at eight o'clock and you can leave your room at seven fifty-five and be there on time. So right. that's that's the pot. That's one of the positives of having that hotel there. But as he said, also there's Huckleberries. There's all the other restaurants that are nearby that we we tend go to regularly every year we get there to Labor Day weekend. But um, yeah, and, and again, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of influx and a lot of changes going on in, in downtown Rock Island right now. Here's a cool thing to throw out here too, folks. You can come in. The great thing about this is that the way that the structures always run, that you can run different classes if you wanted as well, right? Mm -hmm. Bring a couple of different go-karts. We've seen guys, you know, people in four cycle will run two or three classes, same in two cycle. Then we got Scott Skitchy Barnes. We'll bring him up right now. I actually we messaged I messaged him to make sure yeah the Rock Island Shuffle <laughs> Get, getting back from the hotel getting from the the bar or the concert to the hotel to the drivers meeting. That's the Rock Island Shuffle. I like that. Scott did say he's going to run between nine and ten classes this year. That's something we've seen a lot of guys do over the years, Roger. That's pretty cool to see somebody just want to be on track every possible session. Yeah, and you know, as the day goes on, you you, you either get better or you get worse, and you can decide, <laughs> you know, how you're gonna how you're gonna approach the next race. But um, from the perspective of a race promoter, it's a scheduling nightmare. But we also try and, you know, we understand that there's guys, and Tony Nielsen's another one, eight yeah. or, eight or so classes a year. So we know who to look for, and and their team, they have great teams that you know have the cart ready and they get out there, and you know they just go through the scale on one cart and they ran back out to the start finish line for the next one. So, um, you know, but 
but that's an, again another thing that that we offer that a lot of other events don't. Let's take the time for those of you who may be watching this for the first time, maybe don't know a lot about the Rock Island Grand Prix. A number of years ago, it was normally just all practice on Saturday, and then you would qualify and race on Sunday after a morning warm-up kind of a thing. Uh, or maybe qualifying on maybe Saturday afternoon was the last thing you did in the Saturday, day. Yeah. yeah, you guys have moved it around a bit, Roger, where you've had some heat races, you've worked with uh, essentially passing points, that kind of a thing. What's the structure for this year in terms of rate qualifying and racing? Um, basically, it's going to be the same as last year, where we had um, qualifying for uh, the the King of the Rock and King of the Street races, and then everybody else ran ran heat races. So I think that's going to continue. Um, you know, have we talked earlier about the uh, the electric cart race? I think they're going to run a practice and then an exhibition. So um, it's you know it's it's pretty much the way it's going to be for, you know, because I, th I feel like we've, we've uh, sort of ironed things out a little bit and um, the whole, you know, heat races with passing points and all that is pretty unique to rock Island too. But um, again, if you go out there and you gain 10 points in heat race, you know, you, you get rewarded for it. So, or 10 positions. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to continue, I think, with that process until we come up with another one that's better. So if you're not local and you can't, you can't say, I can't just hop in my car and travel there two, three, four, five, six hours, whatever it may be, you're California, your Pacific Northwest, Florida, Canada. There is a way you could do this and just fly into Rock Island. Super easy uh, uh, airport to fly into great hotel to stay at downtown, as I had said, or Jumers casino, whatever, wherever it is you want to stay. Yep. Um, the race also part of the Margay Ignite Majors program, right? And a, a major event for the Ignite program with Margay. If you've watched EKN over ever many years, Cole and I have had a chance to race Rock Island before. Thanks to the guys at, at Margay Racing in their Margay Ignite spec program on the Briggs. Awesome program. But, but Roger and David, you can bring into this as well. It's an arrive and drive program. So if you don't want to haul your stuff up, you give Margay a call. They have everything for you. You just wake up in the morning, come in. they got a shared mechanic. You hop in and drive. It's the absolutely easiest way to go racing, in my opinion. David, you and I have both done it at the Battle of the Brickyard. Um, of course, I've done it at uh, at Rock Island as well. Rod, Roger, I know that your program with, with Margay is big. We'll go, we'll go to David first. You, you've done it before, David. It's a great way to experience Rock Island. Well, again, for somebody who's working the event as well, too, is I don't have to worry about making sure the cart's ready to go. I can True. just show up to the grid and the cart's there ready to go. Hop, you know, kind of like, you know, you guys were talking about the multiple drivers who have a crew that, you know, take take their carts to, from the scales into the grid and they just have to hop from cart to cart. I just have to hop from laptop to cart <laughs> and, then, and then cart to laptop yep. and all that stuff. That, that part made it easy, but it's also a fun factor, too, because there's a wide range of experience, especially the first couple of years with, uh, with the Ignite program at Rock Island, I want to say that was what, 2015. And, uh, so that, that was the, that was kind of the fun part of, of helping introduce the Rock Island experience to those who had never been there before. So you got, you know, you have experienced racers who had never been there before. You have people who are brand new to the sport who before, or, or are you racing against, drivers that have been to every single rock island grand prix so it's that's a really i think that's a really cool part of our program we pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break stay tuned for more here on the ekn radio network 
The new face of competitive karting in the Pacific Northwest region is RaceLab. The full-service karting operation is located at the state-of-the-art Kartplex facility in Oliver, British Columbia, Canada, providing everything you need to hit the track or put yourself in a successful driver development program. RaceLab is the official North American distributor for the TB Kart chassis brand, providing the full range of models from kid kart to shifter kart. Villeneuve Racing Karts is their flagship product available only through RaceLab. The brand carries the name of Formula One champion and Indianapolis 500 winner Jacques Villeneuve with each model produced by TB Kart. Kartplex, the home of RaceLab, is situated on the grounds of the Area 27 Motorsports Park. From full arrive and drive TB Kart rentals to leagues and competition karting, the facility provides a new home to developing the future stars of motorsports all beginning at Cartplex with RaceLab. Follow RaceLab on social media on Facebook and Instagram or load up their website at www.theracelab.ca to learn more about TB Cart and Villeneuve Racing Carts. RaceLab, race with us, win with us. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. What do you, Roger, talk a little bit about uh, how, how Margay has been such a huge supporter of the Rock Island Grand Prix. Well, I, I think even the even the greatest driver who's ever raced in karting, I'm not sure they, they've worked out of a tent with 20 or 30 drivers before. I mean, to me, that's just, you know, my mouth just drops open when I walk in and see how, not only how large it is, but how well organized yeah. and, you know, they got all the, all the pieces and parts and everything else and the, the bodies to help, you know, the mechanics to help and all that. It's just an amazing program that I'm sure gets better every year, but um, has been a, you know, they've been great partners for us. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah, we look forward to having it back. We, we switched a couple of years ago to Hoosier Tires and that's been a big positive too, working with Margate on that aspect of the, of the event. So um, yeah, I mean, every year, that's one thing you do. You know, they're just going to show up, set up their tent, and be ready to go. 
All right, we let, let's spin back to go back a little bit, David. You bring this thing up in a couple of seconds. It's going to cover Roger over. We got a question from Todd Bolton, and I like this because we talked about the different approach to the weekend. Uh, let's bring this question in, David, and we'll have a quick chat. There it is. This is from Todd Bolton, who, of course, has won his share of races at Rock Island. He says, "Ever thought about the old school P pick and race? We're big P pick fans. I love that. This gives the average Joe a fighting chance to say, hey." I beat Tony Nielsen or I beat Dittmer. If those guys draw bad, an average guy guy draws pole. What about that thought? What about doing a P pick? You ever thought about that, Roger? Isn't that what we've been doing in some of the races? I think it is. Well, that's that's what we do for yeah for the heat race. Um, right. And so that allows you know you 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 start where you draw on the P pick, and then right. you use the points and and finishing position to line you up for the main event. And so, I mean, essentially we are doing P-Pick. I mean, that's what we've been doing since But not guys, for the race itself, right? But not for the main event, right. obviously, yeah. yeah. But, you know, Just to start it, the heat because race. people wanted more than that main event. I think that's that's the other dilemma, too, is people don't just want to qualify and race. They wanted to race more within that category. And so that's when the heat races came into, into, into play. Well, they're like, how are you going to line them up? Well, P-Pick. And that's kind of what we've been doing since I don't – I. I almost think it was uh, when Ignite started coming back. Yeah, and the, but the only thing that messes that up when you do P-Pick and then go by the points, passing points, it allows somebody to start last, even get midway through and get a lot of points. The P-Pick, I think if you if you did a deal where wherever you finish is where you started, that would be an interesting thing too. Just a different idea, obviously, about trying to, as Todd said, maybe give some guys the opportunity to, Instead of qualifying last, qualifying. Well, believe me, we've seen, and and I'll I'll be the one. I mean, Todd's seen more races there than I have, but I've seen every race ever since doing this format. And the guys who start up front, they eventually lose to those guys who come up right. through the field. I mean, that's still that's still the the battle is trying to beat the the good the guys who are going to be good there every single year. That's always the battle. Uh, with Rock Island, you know, again, we go to Vegas, we go to Newcastle, any other racetracks, guys are going to stand out among others, no matter where you start or how the, far, far back they start. The cream rises to the top. They do. At Rock Island. Because it's it just, it's the difference in corner speeds. Like I always say when I go there, I know that I'm going to be 5% or 10% slower in at least one corner than Tony Nielsen. He's just, he's going to commit more in turn one than I'm going to commit in turn one, because I know I have to work on Monday morning and I know I don't have the talent of Tony Nielsen. So he's going to be able to pull away unless I get the draft, right? It is what it is. Um, but again, another idea just from, from Todd Bolton, again, another guy that we've watched for many, many years race at Rock. I'd love to hear the input. Roger, let's cap this thing off. Um, one of the things and this is near and dear to my heart to a certain extent, because I had so many great years, really one of the very first national races I announced was at, uh, um, was it Rock Island? Bob Wilson, I, I want to say Bob Wilson came up to you and said, here's $100. Yep. Please let Rob do the shifter car category. So Bob Wilson, shout out to him. And he brings this up every time I have a beer with him at Rock Island. I mean, at Road America. Um, who do you have lined up this year? I know that obviously I wasn't able to be there the last couple of years. You've had different people in positions of doing the announcing. What's the team look like on the PA this year for Rock Island? Well, we, last year we made an interesting change. And um, it was probably one of the most popular things that we did all year among the racers and spectators, and that is we went to two announcers. And so we had we had two different guys. One was a racer, one was a, a sports caster from the local TV station. But basically, you know, they could just go off and, and talk to uh, the racers. They could talk to each other. They could, you know, one guy could take, an, take a race off and let the other guy announce. We, did, we tried a lot of different things, but... 
the whole idea was to, you know, create more energy and, and more excitement going on. As you guys both know, um, with our track the way it's set up the way it is, and the announcers are at the start-finish line, there's five blocks you can't see. So you're either dead quiet or maybe you're talking to the other guy about who's going to come around the next corner or, you know. So last year um, we kicked that off and uh, it was really successful. Um, we have one of those announcers back this year, Jake Hidwell from WHBF, and uh, Dave McIntyre is going to work with him. But Dave's been coming to our race probably at least 10 years or so just as a, as a spectator and fan and hoping someday, you know, we would need an announcer and he'd be there. But um, he's a he's a, a great announcer, a lot of a lot of good in you know uh, impact and and knowledge. And um, I think the two of them working together is going to be as as good or maybe better as last year. And um, we're certainly you know people can tune into eCardi News and see how it goes, I guess. But it really I think sort of ele elevates the energy of the weekend. Yeah, we'll have the whole uh, streaming. We'll, we'll say that too. David, of course, will be trackside all weekend long to provide coverage, social media, uh, on daily race reports. We'll be streaming it on the EKN radio network. If you have the EKN uh, radio network app downloaded to your mobile device, you'll be able to listen to the Rock Island Grand Prix coverage throughout the weekend. And maybe we'll set our video up again like we did last year. I know we did that as well. Uh, Roger, let's wrap things up here. We're talking about the Rock Island Grand Prix, the Labor Day Classic. Uh, anything else that we're missing right now, or is it – is it almost time to get back to racing? We're only about three weeks away, right? Yeah, we're three weeks away. And, and this is, you know, the time of year that we get deluged with entries. But I just encourage everybody to uh, be sure and plan to come and enter. I know fuel prices are, are have been challenging this summer, but they're coming down. And as you mentioned, you can fly in if you want to. Yep. So um, it's not hard to get here. It's just, you know, Moline, the Moline airport, you can get in from a lot of different areas. So um, we're just hoping that, you know, we'll have a, a good number of racers to put on a good show and, uh, you know, entertain the spectators and give the, uh, the race teams, you know, some excitement like they've never had before. Yeah, But, you know, it's one of those things, you know, Every year is kind of up and down, and and we you know we need the teams to support the event to keep the event moving forward. That's it. It takes the industry to get in there and, and get behind it and, and fuel it with the excitement, bring the racers there. Obviously, the COVID pandemic is kind of behind us right now, so people are getting back outside. We talked about the sports teams and all the, the great uh, excitement that's come into Rock Island in terms of that side, baseball, whatever it may be. The fans are going to be back out in droves. Uh, traditionally getting a pretty good weekend too. Like it's, I think I've raced in the rain there a couple of times, but man, it's been, it's normally pretty good weather in Rock Island over Labor Day weekend. So I expect to see lots of people out for this one here. The big teams are coming out, of course, working with NKA, Joe Janowski and his crew, Terry Riggins will be there obviously. So it's going to be that locked and loaded group of people. Uh, David, anything last from you? I know you're going back for what we figured what number 18 or something like that for you. Should be fun to yeah. be there again. Yeah, 18, 18th time that I will be at Rock Island again. Everyone except for 2020 since 2004. So yeah, just again excited to be there again to see the the, the familiar faces that we see year in and year out, and uh, excited to uh, to again again it's it's those main events on Sunday that you, you know it's that that bring the excitement and and seeing the fans along the fence there's just there's so many different unique aspects about rock island that make you want to go there every year
Exactly that. And yes, uh, ecardinews.com. Uh, our uh, gear will be there as well. All of our swag with styled aesthetic. Heidi yep. Welk will be there with the crew. So if you want, if you haven't picked up one of the shirts, David's got one on. I'm wearing one too. Uh, if you want to pick up one of our new shirts, everything's going to be there. Rock Island as well. Roger, I, I wish I'm waiting for the day that I get to come back. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be in Portland that weekend once again, listening on the ECAN radio network. Uh, I'll be back for sure. Before it's all over, I will be back because I know it's been 25 years since I've been there or since I started coming there. Such a great race. I love Rock Island. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that sooner or later I'll get a chance to get back on track. Well, I, I hope so too. I mean, it's every year is a new adventure and you, you know, we've managed to make it through 27 of them. And, and as we talked about earlier, there's been a lot of ups and downs where there, there's been, recessions or COVID or changes in the industry. I mean, there was a time there when we hardly had any shifters anywhere. So um, all these things, you know, kind of ebb and flow and we've somehow made it through all of them, but it gets a little bit more challenging every year. And uh, especially as we get older, right? That's it. That's (laughs) it. All right, racers, look around your office right now. Look around your house. Look at that trophy case that you have, and you'll see some trophies. Maybe you've won a Duffy. Maybe you've got a WK Eagle or something like that. Uh, if you don't have a, uh, a rock, you ain't racing yet. you got to get one of those. As Matt Payway once said, no, I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say it. This, but is, Matt, this is the only trophy I have. I actually have a I have an honorary rock that Roger gave me many years ago for comeback of the race, I think, or something like that when I wrecked and came back. But we're, listen, if you don't have a rock yet, this is one you want to get booked to. Booked it into the bales. Get I've it right. Booked it into the bales. <laughs> I've been in the bales before. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. Again, this is a bucket list race. If you've never been to Rock Island, make sure you do it. Don't go throughout your racing career and not have a chance to enjoy this racetrack, number one. It's a fun track to drive. The people are second to none. And this, the event itself, is it's not unlike anything y'all, you've ever driven before. So make sure you put it on your list. Rock Island Grand Prix Labor Day weekend. Roger, thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Well, thank you guys for all your support all, all the time. Fantastic, too. fantastic friend of ecardinews.com. And of course, before that, Shifter Card Illustrated, Super Card Illustrated, Roger Ruthart. Thank you so much, David. Let's drop him in the back. Roger, you hang out. We'll say goodbye before we go. Dude, 18 years for you. I did 15 or 16 or 17 earlier on, whatever it was. Uh, you've raced there. I've raced there. Truly one of the most fun weekends you will ever have. And I've said this before. They quoted me on and off the racetrack. It's the best weekend. Yeah, it's not what it used to be in the past. Again, as he said, it's had its ebbs and flows and, and, but it's still, again, we make it a good time. Again, that's the great thing about Carter's is no matter where we are, we make sure we have a good time and Rock Island provides that uh, both on and off the racetrack. You know, again, it's, you have to just do it and be there at least once to experience it and understand it. Because really, if you haven't been there again, it's not like super nationals. It's not like, you know, any other street race yeah. that you've been to or any other temporary circuit that you've been to. It's just it just has that uniqueness and all the different characteristics that, again, there are a lot of history surrounding yeah. it. Again, you know, a lot of the racers that are racing now weren't even born yet by the when when the first Rock Island hit. So before you went to your first one, too, dude, like, well, not, I mean, I mean, I was in high school in 1997, the first year that it was so. So, but it's, I mean, it's just, so here's here's the map for if somebody's having trouble. Here's a Friday night map. Hotel, Huckleberries, yeah. concert, old time tap, bed. Yeah. Did that? Many I mean, times. you. I mean, you can do that three three weeks in a row or that's, three nights in a row. in a row. I mean, again, and don't forget the you know the Mexican place. Oh yeah. 
And I don't know if Daiquiri Factory is open yet anymore or not, but uh, that that but Ribco as well, the Rock Island Brewing Company. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good stop to go to again. Awesome. And so yeah, looking forward to see, hearing uh, the concerts. I know last year it wasn't again. COVID was still part of again. That's it was Illinois. You're in Illinois, and they had the Illinois yeah. uh, guidelines, so that kind of hurt things. So I I hope this year will be obviously different. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully get a chance to join uh, everybody at the Rock Island Grand Prix this weekend. I'll get back as soon as I possibly can. David Cole will be there, as we said. EKN trackside live coverage all weekend long. The EKN uh, booth will be there as well with Styled Aesthetic if you want to pick up some EKN gear. And again, tune in on EKN, the radio network app. You can download that to your mobile device. We do appreciate it. Big thank you to Roger Ruthart for joining us once again. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.